Welcome to the 10th episode of Profs Radio, the show to A-star your business by learning from entrepreneurs on experience how to solve problems. I'm your host, Peter Martin, director of Profs.biz, the only digital company you need to run your business easier, quicker, and cheaper. Today, we have Lizzie Hodcroft from Minder. Good morning, Lizzie. Do you want to say hi to the listeners and tell them about what you do? Hey, hi, guys. Um, so, yeah, my name's Lizzie. Um, at the minute, uh, I'm presently working on a, a business called Minder. Um, we are trying to create a platform community that harnesses the power of peer-to-peer mental health collaboration. Um, but uh, yeah, I do that. And then, and then I also run The Sweet Beat, which is an alternative condiment company. Um, so condiments into food retail up and down the nation and the UK. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> that sounds very interesting. They're obviously very different as well and we all know how important mental health is particularly if you're a solo entrepreneur kind of working on your own can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are today running these two very diverse businesses yeah um so i grew up with kind of my worst fear always being that i would never find my niche in life i would never find that kind of one thing that would get me up in the morning feel like i have purpose feel like i have vision and um I I worked in the hospitality for hospitality industry for a number of years um, and quickly realized that there was very much a glass ceiling to this. So even if I got to work in the best restaurant in the world, I would still be going through kind of the same motions that you would anywhere else. And it's just not where I wanted to be. I wasn't being challenged. I wasn't using my brain. So I decided to branch out and I started a street food business. So that was the first kind of iteration of the sweet beat. Um, and essentially my approach was throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> um, I had no real kind of business plan or planning for it. It was very much a go do attitude and uh, see what comes of it. I was very lucky because the condiments that I was making for the street food, um, I ended up uh, putting them into little jars that someone could have something to take home. And we got approached by a independent retailer that wanted to stock the products. I happened to be on the NatWest Business Accelerator at the same time, and they really helped me to visualize how to move forward. so I, I switched from the sweet food into concentrating just on the uh, condiment industry and the food retail industry, um, which worked really well. And I was fortunate enough to get Young Entrepreneur of the Year, and I got awesome. to pitch my wares on Dragon's Den. Um, but I was approached by my co-founder for Minder um, last year, kind of end of summertime, and she had this idea of putting together an app that would help people with mental health issues to kind of take control of their own mental health care. Now, I had already been very vocal about my own journey uh, through mental health and, and also what it was like struggling with things like depression and anxiety when you are trying to also create a business. So I couldn't say no. I, I just jumped at the opportunity. Um, and it all happened really quite fast. We went from uh, coming up with the idea to creating a business, being accepted onto the Ignite uh, pre-accelerator program in October. That got us some investment from North Star. And um, we're now kind of at the point where we're ready to dive into development 
But in the meantime, we're very much focused on creating community. So we have over 25 different collaborations from all different kinds of businesses. And we have a newsletter where people get to share their stories on business and more of the personal side that, uh, and the personal growth that you go through while you're in that process. Um, and then we also send out one that's just all about people's mistakes and, and things that have gone wrong. I think I've heard of this one. What's it called again? It's called our Fuck Up Friday email. <laughs> that, is, that is it. So um, definitely not beating around the bush with anything. It's very much just people being open and honest about mistakes that they've made, both little and big ones that maybe were more personal uh, that might have affected their business or maybe business decisions that affected their personal life. And just trying to remove the stigma around that and have more people be open and honest about the journey that they're on. I think that's very important as well, because in business, we kind of, people think they have to pretend that they've made it, that they're in it, that they have to be successful. And there's so much pressure, like, come and do these all, all silly courses, isn't there, that say, hey, do this, and 10 steps, and again, then obviously we've got our personal finances, and it's like people have to pretend. And actually, just to be real is probably where it's at. And it probably isn't healthy, when you're trying to live a sort of second life that, that isn't true, that must be detrimental to, to mental health. Well, like. absolutely. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I do understand that whole kind of fake it till you make it within the business. And there is an element of that that we all have to have when we're creating this kind of movement or product or service that we want people to buy into. However, I think that there's a lot that we can do as business owners and leaders to better support ourselves within the community. And I think that having some humility, some vulnerability, and being able to really be authentic can go a long way, not only with um, other founders and business owners in a support aspect, but also when you're trying to connect with your, with your customers. That people appreciate authenticity a lot more now, don't they? Yes. That's true. So it sounds like you've had a, a long journey there um, and you talked about some of your downs there as well as some of the ups and exciting time. And we all know that businesses presents many challenges. Is there a challenge you have come across in business that you can share with all the profs listening today? Um, so there's, there's, I'm going to do one for Sweepy and I'm going to do one for Minder. Um, with Sweepy, the, the biggest challenge for me was... And I suppose this might have been a bit naive, but realizing that what I had really created for myself was a sales position. Um, I think that I was under the impression that I could create a business and get investment so that I could continue to do what I was good at and what I loved. And then I could have other people doing some of the more niggly bits that I didn't quite appreciate as much. Um, and although there are certain businesses that are able to do that, the uh, reality is, is that, you know, you are going to get stuck behind a spreadsheet at some point or another. Yeah. Um, and you really need to start thinking at the beginning, I think, of what kind of role for you want for yourself and how you're going to get there. So that was, that was a big struggle for me um, because I don't particularly see sales as a strong suit of mine. It made me pretty uncomfortable. Um, and it just made the process a little bit more boring, I guess, um, <laughs> Sales is not more, fun. more taxing. Um, so that, that was, that was a big challenge. Just being able to visualize from the beginning, what was going to be my goal and then figure out how to get there. 
Um, within Minder, one of the big challenges that I'm coming across now, uh, neither me or my co-founder are from a tech background. Um, Emma, she is a little bit more techy than me. She has a design background, so she can do all the website and kind of the, the front end user view of the app. But um, really what, what the biggest challenge right now for me is, is trying to put together our financial plannings and forecasts and not really understanding what things need to be put in there for a tech business. Um, and, you know, with the Sweepy, it was very straightforward. It was, this is your, your cost of goods. This is the profit that you want to make mm -hmm. on it. And these are the margins that you're playing with. Well, tech's a completely different ballgame. And I'm still trying to kind of figure out how I kind of put those things in place and uh, how you actually look at what your profit margin is when I'm not really sure what the cost of goods are. Yes, services are definitely a completely different ball game to to products and in some ways products can be I suppose, a little bit easier. <laughs> uh, not that they don't have their own set of challenges. Um, thank you for giving us two challenges there that are going to get two for the price of one today. <laughs> Lucky listeners. Before we find out how those issues were resolved, I'd just like to take a minute to let you know of our community entrepreneur profs where you can meet other entrepreneurs and learn from them as well as find the tools that we recommend just go to entrepreneur.profs.biz you can also join our free entrepreneur profs facebook group so lizzie you were talking about two challenges that you've had there one about kind of forecasting in, a, in an area that you've not really uh, been in before and the challenge that you had with the the other company how did you resolve these challenges and was there kind of any software or tools that helped you to do so? Um, unfortunately, I can't say that there was any sort of software tools that particularly helped me, although I do have some good ones to recommend. Um, really for me with the Sweepy, it was um, figuring out a strategy where I could, uh, for the most part, kind of take myself away from that kind of more sales role. Um, so one of the things that I looked at and then implemented was finding distributors and um, other people who have Salesforce teams that go out and sell things and already have all of those connections into the type of stores that you want to be listed in um, where I just got to send them a large order and then they did the other distribution and, and worked with the sort of more customer side of things for me. Uh, and that was really helpful. I think the other thing was that I, you know, just came to terms that that wasn't something that I wanted to do. So I needed to find um, other people that could potentially step into that role or just find a new process of doing it, really. Um, I wouldn't say that it's completely resolved, but I'd say that we're definitely on yeah. the right track. And as far as Minder, um, we've just really been taking the time to reach out to our community and um, we're trying to sit down with other businesses that have been in a position similar to ours that are doing something app-based, um, software creative, and figuring out how they've um, looked at forecasts and costing and um, projected revenue. And I think the more people that we can speak to and the more people that are willing to kind of share maybe what they've submitted for investor decks and things like that, will really help us to figure out how we move this forward. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. Um, so you talked there a little bit about Minder, which is one of the companies that you're involved in. What would be your top tip for entrepreneurs who feel they are struggling within their business due to mental health? 
Well, first you can sign up to our newsletter. Um, <laughs> a little plug nice there. Plug. So, yeah. um, so that's uh, minder, M-Y-N-D-R.co.uk. Um, essentially, you'll get two emails a week. It's completely free. On Monday, you get um, a business owner or founder's more personal story and journey um, about their business and that kind of self-reflection. And then on the Friday, obviously, you get the fuck-up email where you get to kind of um, giggle or share or feel as though you've been there with other people's mistakes. But beyond kind of the the plug part, um, I think that it's really important to decide what you want from your business. I think it's really easy to get caught up with wanting to be one of these really high growth, scalable companies that takes over the world one day. But I think that a lot of us don't really set out to do that and just kind of get caught up in it and then feel the pressure to try and keep up with all these other people within the industry space. Um, having a lifestyle business is not at all shameful. And if anything, I think it's the smart thing to do. You need to make sure that, you know, one thing that I hope most entrepreneurs do start to understand and come to terms with is that you cannot just spend all your time fighting fires. And what helps me sometimes, as backward as it may sound, is to remember how insignificant I am and that nobody is sitting on the other side of the computer waiting every second of the day for one of my emails to come through. And people aren't necessarily just waiting and watching for me to do something different or to announce something new with the business. And I think it's really important to just take stock of that and to be gentle with yourself. Um, you know, you're only one person, even if you're within a team and have a co-founder and you can only take on so much. And I think that we need to be more acutely aware of burnout and also what that means for you personally, because it's not the same for everybody else. And once you hit that, how do you get yourself out of it? Um, how can you remove yourself from that situation and make sure that you're taking care of you, I think is, is really what's most important. I like what you said there about kind of having those clear goals, know what you actually want, uh, because actually then we can put it down into little bite-sized bits and maybe that'll take some of the pressure off rather than going, oh no, I've got this big goal, I've got to reach this. And actually, well, it's important not kind of knowing what you want. Why, why reach for somebody else's dream? If all you want to do is kind of support your kids, get a couple of holidays a year, absolutely. why stress yourself out trying to get more than absolutely. that? Absolutely. And it also really helps you to say no. Yeah. <laughs> because once you have a clear vision of kind of what you want, um, I think we all get caught up with trying to snatch as many opportunities as possible. But it allows you to understand which opportunities you should spend your time on and which ones you should just say, no, not going to do that. Even if it's just temporary and maybe you try and do it later on, but it helps you to organize your time. I mean, what's the point in being in a business if you can't pick and choose yeah. as well? You might as well go and work for somebody else. Absolutely. You said earlier that you have some software and tools that you'd most recommend. What is your favorite piece of software? Um, so I would say that my introduction to Snowbio and Mailshake and Buzzsumo was pretty amazing. Okay. 
Um, if I had known about these back when I was trying to figure out my kind of sales issue with the sweet bee, I think it would have helped me out a lot. Um, essentially, 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 what Snowvio is, is it's a plugin for your browser that helps you to scrape email addresses. <laughs> um, so you can use that on LinkedIn and you can use that on a, on a number of different sites if you're trying to figure out ways that you can contact the people you actually want to contact. Um, BuzzSumo is a great way to find different influencers and bloggers that you might want to collaborate with or might want to reach out to in order to get them to shout about your business. Um, and Mailshake is great for automation. So essentially being able to make an email that's sent to a thousand people seem like it is completely and utterly personalized for them. Um, but then also having those follow-ups already in place so that if they're not responding, you can have one automatically go out in two weeks time. And then if they still don't respond, have one more out, go out. Um, and it's just a great way of keeping in charge and on top of your follow-ups and also reach numerous people at, at one time. Very useful things. Uh, obviously just keep in mind that they need to be public email addresses <laughs> that you escape. But there you go. You have three pieces of software there for you to go and research instead of one this week. Before you go, how can people connect with you? And is there anybody you would recommend that we interview for this podcast that would give value to our listeners? So um, people are more than welcome to shoot me an email if they want. My email is Lizzie, that's L-I-Z-Z-Y at minder.co.uk. Um, otherwise, um, you can find me under Weirdly Relatable on both Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, but of course, head over to the website, um, that's minder.co.uk. Um, we're always looking for people to collaborate with us or people that want to share their stories as well within business. Um, for your next interview, I would definitely recommend uh, Pete. He's from Clockwork Espresso. Um, he has a pretty interesting journey um, from a lot of self-funding um, that he's done himself and also how to grow a business from being regional to trading all over the world. Uh, pretty cool guy. Cool. Well, we'll give him a... Uh, uh... I will hit him up and see, see what he says. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast and sharing your amazing journey with us and the, the good work that you're doing with Minder. So thank you very much for that. Remember to listeners to check out our community and Facebook group, Go and A-Star Your Business Today.